Hour. Hour. L-S-U. Boom! All night long. Yes. Freaking go! It is official. The LSU defensive staff is locked in. Jake Olson is your final member of the LSU coaching staff. Obviously, we talked at length yesterday about Corey Raymond. Also, we've discussed over the past couple of weekends, Kevin Peoples and Bo Davis. I know it's been a slow process, but the new staff is set in place. And in just a moment, you're going to hear, of course, from Brian Kelly himself via tweets of how he feels about each and every one of the new staff members. We'll start off tonight talking about Jake Olson. Honestly, like a lot of you, I don't know a whole lot about him, but we do know his relationship with Blake Baker is pretty extensive. We do know Jake Olson is very familiar with LSU. We do know Jake Olson comes over from Missouri. And obviously, we have one of the best guests we've ever had on PHO, none other than Dave Bartu of the College Football Matrix Analytical. And he shared a very interesting stat about coach retention and coach familiarity. So with Jake Olson being the new safeties coach, one big bonus is he is very familiar with Blake Baker and Jake Olson spent time at Northwestern, the Northwestern, of course, in Louisiana instead of the Big Ten. So he is familiar with both the northern and southern parts of the state. Now, I know a lot of you aren't too excited about a safeties coach that is not all that experienced. And I get that. This kind of feels like a Robert Steeples-esque kind of hire, giving, obviously, Jake Olson one of the biggest jobs of his very young career. But it is a little bit different because Jake Olson is familiar with the defensive coordinator. So this is a rare instance where I highly recommend you listen to our show from yesterday. Of course, Dave Bartu has been one of my best friends, not only in college football media, but just the entire industry. So um, it was a really, really fun day. Now, we get our first Super Chat of the evening. We say hi to Jack K. Jack, you get to pick the first topic. Go right on ahead. Now, the next thing. LSU also today, it is near official. They lose Lance Hurd to Tennessee. Now, why is this a big deal? Well, Lance Hurd is going to be a really good SEC football player, okay? He goes to Tennessee. Obviously, Lance uh, is showing that like a lot. Lance is someone that has been on this channel before. And look, I wish him nothing but the best. He goes to a school that we don't play next season, so that's obviously a really good thing. Um, but look, he didn't want to wait around and sit the bench anymore, and he probably would have sat the bench next season. So... That's where we are right now, okay? He wanted to go somewhere, and offensive tackles demand a premium in the transfer portal, and he is not probably going to be back with LSU next season. Now, could he come back? Yeah, 
That's one thing why you shouldn't just totally trash this move, right? I do think there is a path back to LSU for him. Um, look, he can go to start at Tennessee for a season, and that's probably going to do LSU more good if he were to go to Tennessee, start, have a good season, and then come back to LSU. That might be better than him just sitting the bench all next season, even though he is such a key member of our offensive line depth. So uh, I, I wish him nothing but the best, and obviously – uh, hopefully I can get back in touch with him and get him back on a channel. I would love for him to share his side of the story here. Now, we get into the next topic, okay? There is a four-star defensive back who was signed with Alabama, and he was granted his release today, and this is a four-star DB out of high school. Obviously, Brian Kelly, of course, is a guy who wants to put more emphasis on high school recruiting instead of just the transfer portal. I totally understand that from BK's perspective. But I also want to include that, well, Brian Kelly is a guy that probably wants to get some more proven guys in to where, look, you have someone that can help you right away over the next couple of seasons. We hardly know anything about the high school defensive backs that are coming in. And I'll go ahead and put his image up on the screen for you. His name is Jameer Grimsley. Um, I watched some of his tape a little bit earlier. He played a lot of wide receiver in high school. And he said after he was granted his release, the two schools that stood out to him is Florida and LSU. So, Grimsley is from the state of Florida. He is from Tampa, so Florida would be closer to home. But Corey Raymond, of course, just left Florida and now going to LSU. Uh, hopefully LSU can bring this in if they are interested in using another roster slot on another high school DB. 6-3. This is a long, lanky corner. One more thing about him is he is old. He is older as a true freshman, so does that mean he's more ready to play right now? One could make that argument, but Jameer Grimsley is someone to keep an eye on. Um, he wasn't an elite, elite recruit. He wasn't a top 100 guy, but he was in that top 200 composite range, okay? So uh, I wish him nothing but the best, and I hope he does end up picking LSU if LSU wants to use a roster slot on him. Also, Trey Amos is another name to keep an eye out for. Obviously, Trey is going to make his gamut of visits because he is going to be a coveted transfer portal asset coming off um, a decent amount of playing time last season for Alabama. So, obviously, for me, I, I would love both of them at this point. We say hi to Kenneth. We say hi to Slander. Okay. Yeah. Tennessee Arjuko. Huh? 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 That's what I'm saying. You in the transfer portal era, you can't just trash every single person that decides to go elsewhere. You just can't do it um, because they can always come back. And we're to the point now. I won't get too deep into it because it's not necessarily my wheelhouse per se. It's something that I don't necessarily find to be too interesting, but I do want to include 
that there's a bunch of house hearings and all this stuff about NCAA athletes and the future of college football with NIL and all of that. And you're going to see a, a bigger push for more transfers and unlimited transfers unless you make athletes employees, okay? Um, that's based on how I see it at this point. So really freaking uh, not so excited uh, about that as college football um, spirals into oblivion here. I, I'm still going to love college football. I know a lot of you are fading away from it, but you still love LSU and you still love my beautiful face that you can't get enough. Okay, so we go to Cliff here. He says hiring a safeties coach separately makes no sense when you need a singular special teams coach. Hmm. Very interesting. All right. Let's go to Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Good to see you. Thanks for your support of PHL. Carter, are you surprised by the mass exodus of players from Alabama? Okay. Let me first touch on Cliff's question here, and then we're going to get to you, Ryan, in just a second. I I do agree. I would like a singular special teams coach. I do think that's something that Brian Kelly wants as well. And I know I, I've gone on this rant quite a few times. Yes, our special teams got better last season. It did. But then again, special teams at LSU mattered less than it did at other schools for two reasons. The first is our defense was so bad. We were last in the SEC in red zone touchdown percentage. So what that means is not only did teams score a lot, they were very efficient in scoring touchdowns. So we didn't have a whole lot of punt returns. We didn't have a whole lot of field goal blocks. And the inverse is also true. We scored a lot of touchdowns. So we didn't have a whole lot of field goals. We didn't have a whole lot of punts. So Special teams is going to be a bigger deal for us next season. And I am hoping Xavion Thomas is our punt returner. And if there was one thing I would tell Brian Kelly, if I was in his inner circle, is to not do this back and forth with punt returner. Okay? If Xavion Thomas muffs two punts in the first game next season versus USC, then obviously you got to pull him. All right? It's just Malik Neighbors 2.0, right? But he's not going to because – up to this point, he's muffed one punt in his career at Mississippi State, and that was against Alabama. But I, I, I think Xavier Thomas is so special as a punt returner. I don't think this is uh, an Aaron Anderson uh, situation. So I, I, I think he just needs to be the guy next year and just let him be the guy. Gregory Clayton is no longer with LSU football. He went to the NFL. So let's see what we can do with Xavier Thomas next season as a punt returner. Now – uh, let's go to Ryan here. Ironically, the same name of a big-time wide receiver out of Alabama who was just granted his release. And I appreciate you. Once again, if you're watching this on Facebook, please hit the share button. Share it in all the LSU Facebook groups. And if you're listening to this via podcast, please give a five-star review. It goes a long way. One thing, I do prefer everybody to watch on YouTube where, you know, it's – and. We're 10K subscribers. It's obviously a lot for a college football channel. Not where I want to be. I want to get to 100K, obviously. But uh, the truth is, hit that subscribe button, ring the bell, all that stuff. But go to Facebook, like, share, all that stuff. Good stuff. Now, um, 
Let me say this about Alabama's exodus. No, I'm not shocked. All right. But here's one thing I I, I, I do want people to know. Okay. I was up late last night. I watched the first episode of the new season of True Detective. Had me shook. Okay. I then started reading some tweets, and I saw some Alabama fans ripping into an Alabama legend by the name of Marlon Humphrey. Okay? So Marlon Humphrey is a defensive back. He's a really good friend of Patrick Queen on the Baltimore Ravens. Okay? Marlon Humphrey is a very interesting Twitter follow. He is hilarious. But he tweeted out something that is making Alabama fans go furious. And this was when Saban announced his retirement. He said – If Nick Saban would have retired, he would have entered into the transfer portal. Now, why is that important? Well, Marlon Humphrey's dad played in Alabama. Marlon Humphrey himself played in Alabama. Marlon Humphrey is from Hoover, Alabama, the best high school program in all of Alabama football. And he still tweeted this out. Okay. I I wish people understood how important it is. After you've played at the school to still represent the school, don't do something that disparages the school. It's okay if you disagree with something. It's okay if you tweet out something in frustration, but that was a very destructive thing to say. And what happened? Well, mass exodus of Alabama players hit the portal. Now, I'm not going to say that that tweet is the reason, but it didn't help. I'll tell you that, especially when your program is melting down from a roster standpoint. So that happens, and I didn't see it at the time, okay? So it's it's it was very interesting. I do wonder if that affected any of the Alabama players' decisions, okay? What I would say about Humphrey in particular, or this Alabama class in particular, Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time, okay? And I have been slandered for this for years, Kids come to LSU to play for LSU. They also come to play for Brian Kelly. Okay. Bryce Underwood committed to LSU, not only because of LSU and the Heiser trophies. I do want to shout out a PHL viewer who sent me this shirt today. For you YouTube viewers, you saw it. That is absolutely crazy. Love it. Big thanks to Mike J for sending this. Um, I, I, I got to be real, man. I got to be real. I'm so sick of it. Okay. These, these national writers saying, well, we got to look at the rules now because what's happened in Alabama is a disgrace to humanity. It's funny how that happens, right? If something happens in Alabama, we got, we, we got to stop. But the truth is I like the hires that Alabama has made. Uh, I'm not going to go into it. At link today. I had some disagreements with Dave Bartu yesterday, but we're both in agreement that I like what they've done uh, at Alabama. I wish Alabama chose a, a different coach, not one that I think is truly special in Kalen DeBoer, but I hope he flops. And it's it's crazy to me how many players have entered the portal. But a lot of these kids want to get money. All right. They want to test free agency, if you will. And that's obviously something that not a whole lot of you like. Okay. So let's go to Jack's Super Chat. He says he wants me to give my overall grade 
for the new defensive staff. And I am really glad you brought that up, Jack, because I've already uh, given a Twitter poll on this. And what I want you to do is take a look at the grades up to this point uh, of how Twitter feels about this overall staff. Once again, give me a follow at Power Hour LSU and take a look at it. One, two, three, and bang! LSU defensive staff, Blake Baker, defensive coordinator, Bo Davis defensive line coach, Kevin Peoples defensive ends coach, Corey Raymond, Jake Olson. I do want to include, okay, this is a very interesting characterization. So I tweeted this out um, earlier before the official announcements, and uh, I, I was told this earlier in the day that Corey Raymond's title is not cornerbacks coach. He is the secondary coach, okay? And Jake Olson is the safeties coach, okay? So I do believe Corey Raymond will mostly wor work with the corners, and Jake Olson mostly work with the safeties, but the gap in coaching experience between the two of them is pretty vast. So I would expect Corey to help Jake out and vice versa as well. But 87% of LSU fans feel this staff, this defensive staff hire is an A, okay? My final grade for the overall staff is, without a doubt, a B plus, okay? teetering towards an A. This is a very good defensive staff. All right. A B plus is really good for me. All right. Especially considering how much, uh, how many people we had to replace. I am closer to an A than I am a B minus or just a regular B, if you will. All right. This is a good day, a good couple of weeks to be an LSU Tiger fan, y'all. The fact that you got Bo Davis, a guy that you've wanted to get over the past couple of seasons, Kevin Peoples, I think, has been a big-time defensive coordinator, or excuse me, a defensive ends coach, and he's had experience in Louisiana at Tulane. Um, Blake Baker was a defensive coordinator who I liked a lot. Um, wasn't my first name, but he was up there. He was in my top two or three, and obviously Corey Raymond and Jake Olson. We'll see what Jake Olson can do. Obviously, that's the biggest um, question mark, and – I think undoubtedly the position group that most of you are concerned with is the secondary when it comes to the coaching. Um, and I would agree. I would, I would agree with that. So look, this is going to be a very good defensive staff. We are going to trend positively next season. And look, for me, I like the direction we're heading. All right. I really, really, really do. Okay. Uh, let's go to Nikki. And uh, Nikki, I, I'm 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 praying for you. I know it's been a a, a transition uh, for your family with all these new faces coming in, and um, and my thoughts are with you. And it's 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 really 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 tough. I got to meet Nikki earlier this year. I really appreciate the compliment as well. Um, and there you go. It, it, look, you fixed a typo. It's good stuff. Really excited about uh, Jeremiah's future. Uh, Danny, what's good? We say hi to you. And uh, let's see here. L.A. Mom says, Card, after listening to your friend last time, I'm still nervous about Alabama continuing their dynasty. Okay. Here's the thing. Even though I think Kalen DeBoer is awesome, I really do think so. Okay, because that would be hypocritical of me. Because before any of this Alabama mess started, you can go to my Twitter account, at Card of the Power, 
And I want you just to go count how many times I've talked about Kalen DeBoer and how good of a coach he was. Um, this is what I want to be clear. Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time. Okay. There's going to be some regression when you lose the greatest coach of all time, especially a year after you lose Caleb Downs, who was the arguably the best player in our entire defense. You lose your starting off at the tackle. And those are just two of a gazillion players you've lost. Over 25 players in Alabama has lost in the portal over the past couple of weeks. So I don't think Alabama will ever get back to where Nick Saban had them. And the truth is, L.A. Mom, and, and this goes for everyone because a lot of you want to talk about Alabama. Ryan's brought it up. A lot of you brought it up about Alabama. You shouldn't worry about them as much anymore because – the focus on Alabama goes way down, all right? So I really want you to, to, to think about this. Over the past decade, our entire season was the Alabama game. It really was because that game decided who won the SEC West pretty much every season, okay? Auburn mixed in there a couple of times, but it's really LSU-Alabama basically every year, and they whipped their ass, all right? And also during this decade plus or the Saban era, we only had the BCS and the four-team college football playoff. Now, there are no divisions, okay? So Alabama becomes less important than it ever has before because there's no divisions. And there is a 12-team playoff. So it's no longer, if you lose this game, you're out, all right? So, yes, I still think Kalen DeBoer is going to be really good. He won't be as good as Nick Saban. Okay, but the Alabama game is just not going to matter as much. And I bring this up for this reason. Over the past two seasons, I have said relish the Alabama game. Relish it. All right. Because for so long, this game meant everything. It was a playoff game every season. And the last two seasons, obviously, were unfreaking believable games. Okay. When I was watching Jaden Daniels do what he did to Nick Saban defense. I felt like I was watching something from out of this world. Okay. One more thing on Alabama before we move forward. I think we are focusing way too much on Nick Saban leaving Alabama. He is the reason why Alabama is what they are. But the guy you should celebrate leaving Alabama is Dallas Turner. Okay. I'm going to make a pretty bold statement here. And it, it's going to get clipped into oblivion, and that's perfectly fine. That's what happens, all right? There is no single player in LSU history that we have played that caused more destruction to us than Dallas Turner, okay? Yes, Cam Newton tore our ass up. That was one season. Yes, Patrick Mahomes threw for a gazillion yards. We still won, okay? And those are one-offs. Dallas Turner for three seasons ate our ass alive. Pause. He really did. Okay, and that even doesn't include him knocking out Jaden Daniels with the dirty hit. He is so freaking good, and he played his best versus us, and I am so glad that he is gone. All right? So that's another thing that Alabama is losing, which is their elite pass rushers. They're not going to have him next season, and he was – probably the best defensive player we've ever gone up against in terms of how good he played versus us three years in a row. He was dominant. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Hayes in, uh, has been back there. Uh, 
you know, anniversary's coming up. Got to make her happy. Huh? 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 So I'm glad as hell Dallas Turner's out the door. Um, and I could go through all the plays. Actually, I listed all of them, and it's ridiculous. Okay. Um, you know, this year, touchdown saving tackle uh, on a Jaden Daniel scramble. Uh, not Julio Jones because we have Patrick Peterson. Julio Jones did tear us up, though. But PP7, uh, when he was healthy and playing, we we took care of business with PP7 on the field. And Julio Jones, like Dallas Turner, went 2-1 and one against us. Um, it's either one of those two guys, okay, over a three-year run. Because uh, Julio was out of this world. Uh, let's see. Uh, next thing I want to get into is um, the women's basketball game tonight. Really excited to see them. I think we're about to blow Alabama's doors off. Also wanted to address, okay, I don't do a whole lot of basketball in here. That was an amazing win over Ole Miss last night. Shout out to Jordan Wright. Shout out to Jalen Cook. Shout out to Mike Williams with the big three in the corner. And LSU baseball is around the corner. Really excited about that as well. Seeing more baseball content uh, hit the interwebs is always a good thing. And um, I, I do want to touch on this just, just briefly. Uh, there are rumors of LSU baseball getting some expansion to Alec Box Stadium. Now, I am not the LSU baseball expert. I'm not that guy. Okay, even though I got a bunch of Dylan Cruz autos back here, um, I'm still really excited about this year's team. And sometimes I kind of, uh, I kind of don't want to know too much about the LSU baseball team because if you do, you start analyzing just like everything. I just kind of like being a fan and just enjoying it. Uh, so there you go. <sighs> yeah, Rodney's saving leaving is going to take some of it off for sure. Now, we say hi to Player X. I like the nickname here. Player X has been rocking with us for a while. Dallas Dirty Turner. Yeah, Player X, shoot me a text a little bit later tonight, my man. It's uh, so good to see you, Big Al. That was such a funny thing you tweeted out about the Alabama referee also hitting the transfer portal. That was so effing good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Reggie Max says A-plus on the hire. Okay. Curb your enthusiasm. Gloves don't catch gloves, Larry. You know what I'm doing with the uh, Jared, thank you for the super chat. I appreciate you. You know what I'm doing with the curb is like I'm actually waiting to never watch that show again until I'm old and can't do anything so I can have a show back in the chamber. I'm doing that with Curb and Better Call Saul. Okay. Still, my hottest TV take is Rail should have never been canceled. Okay. Rail should have never been canceled. Hemi Hurt, good to see you. Now, next thing. All right. We do have a bunch of early enrollees that have hit the campus. Okay. I do want to go to Brian Kelly's Twitter account. We're going to run through some of his latest tweets and let's see if we could take anything away from them. All right. I love that Brian Kelly goes through and 
puts his personal touch on every hire. So here's BK on Corey Raymond. Corey has an unmatched passion for LSU and desire to have the best defensive back unit in the country. We are excited to welcome him back alongside a strong defensive staff. Now, much like that Twitter poll earlier, I did not put him as a corners coach. He is the secondary coach. Okay. So it is interesting. Here's Brian K on Jake Olson. Jake is a young and hungry coach with an elite defensive mind that will bring great continuity to our defensive staff. Okay. So J- Jake Olson here, safety's coach. Let's go to Kevin Peoples. Kevin develops his players physically, technically, and as young men and student athletes, as well as any coach in the profession. I'm excited to pair him with Bo Davis in our defensive line. Okay. So there you go. Now, next thing. Brian Kelly did tweet out the early enrollees here. Okay. So... We do this. Right. And there they are. Pretty excited about this group. Now tell me in the chat which one of these players excites you the most. All right. Tamara, welcome. Or is it Tamara? Power Hour and Jordy are the two LSU shows I love to watch. Very informative and no fake temper tantrum. Genuine, informative LSU sports shows. I do go on temper tantrums, though. Okay? Uh, They are never fake, though. I appreciate you. Um, And you didn't like uh, the Dallas Turner. Or you just don't like Dallas Turner. Welcome to the channel. Good to see you. Well, since you've always been watching, welcome to the chat. Good to see you. Um, Danny's pretty high on this class. There you go. And remember, these are just the early enrollees. I'm going to tell you one guy that I think will really come in with the chip on his shoulder. And he is right here. Okay. Scroll this down. There's Xavier Thomas right there with the essential sweater. All right. This man right here, okay, Collage Cobbins. Hope I'm saying his name correctly. I think I am. All he's heard, all he's heard is, well, we, we got to go get Colin Simmons. And then we got uh, the, the, the end, uh, Jackson from, from, the, from the East Coast, uh, CJ, and Cobbins is going to be like, well, look, guys, I'm from Destrahan. Destrahan produces dogs, man. Destrahan produced the, the, the Jefferson brothers. And y'all are sleeping on me. Okay. And obviously, I, I think Cobbins is going to have to get a little bit bigger. I do view him more of as, as, as a year two guy. But here's a good thing. If you can rush the quarterback, you can play in any system. Even if you're not the biggest guy, if you can get after the quarterback and you fill out your frame, watch out. All right. And there's Colin Hurley right there. Of course, friend of the channel, Colin Hurley. There's Ethan Calloway. 
right there. It's a big dude right there. And there's Ahmad Bro. He will be at the PHL get together February 17th. We are almost close, almost close. That's redundant. I got to be smoother with this stuff. February 17th. He will be there. Gabriel Relliford will be there. Tyon Singleton will be there. It's free to attend. They'll be signing autographs. It costs just a little. Cohen Eccles, Sean Washington. Okay. There's Jordan Gilbert right there. AJ Swan. Um, looks like Keys. There's Big Hoss Cryer. There's Singleton. He will also be at the get-together. Joel Rogers, his arm was in a sling recently. No longer. Deshaun McBride. There's PJ Woodland. Um, drawing a blank uh, right here. And right here. So really freaking excited about these early enrollees. Ed Reed, the greatest Destran player ever. But I don't give a flip about Ed Reed. He didn't go to LSU. I'm kidding. Actually, I saw Ed Reed in Chicago. Uh, at the National Sports Card Collecting Convention. I know. Not all at once, ladies. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the Sports Nerd Convention is what I like to call it. It's my favorite thing. My first year there in a decade. And I saw Ed Reed there, and I wanted to talk to him so bad, but there was such a mob around him because he's, you know, he's a rock star, right? He's one of the best NFL players of all time. Would have been nice. Okay. Big Mill, welcome to the channel. Is that Canelo Alvarez? I do think it's going to be Joe Sloan. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. The Master Blaster. What's up? Good to see you. Now, we say hi to LD88. I appreciate you, LD88. He actually sent me a letter to uh, my new P.O. box. I really appreciate that. And um, I appreciate the very kind words in here. I'll leave that personal message between you and I. There you go. Appreciate the mail. I just got it today. And uh goes a long way. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> Big quote I heard this week was, I never want to see defensive players smile in a pick. Huh? 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 Biscuit, what's up? Met him last year in Fairhope, Alabama. Good to see you. I say last year. It was actually a few years ago. Uh, let's see. Well, Collins locked in, at least uh, for next season. I'm telling you, man, I think Colin Hurley's going to push uh, the other two quarterbacks in the room to be the top backup. I really do think so. Okay? I don't think he's going to leap both of them. But I am not totally sold 
on AJ Swan being the number one backup to Garrett Nussmeyer. Okay. Um, I'm just not totally sold on that. I think Ricky Collins or Colin Hurley can jump either or. Okay. I, 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 I really do think so. Now, next thing I want to get into in LD88, you get to pick the next topic. I really appreciate the letter. Um, and the extracurriculars included in that letter as well. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I saw Sherman Wilson tweet out um, some love for uh, for Jake Olson. So that's good. I'm uh, normally 100% of the time I'm in agreement with anything he tweets out. Let me show you this. This was just sent to me via Twitter. Okay. And he just tweeted this out. And I don't want to get anybody too excited about this. And this is not a commitment, but this is Terry Bussey tweeting out a photo of him. Look at that. That looks good right there. I mean, this photo is just elite. Look at that. The all-purple uni with the gold helmet. I freaking love that that combo. Okay. And the gold or the, the shiny visor with that backdrop. That's cold-blooded. It kind of looks like the World Cup trophies are back there too, but that's not what that is. Look at this. The aesthetic of this photo is just nasty. I've never I've been in this hallway before. I don't I haven't been in it since it's looked like this though. That destroying tour makes me want to go down in here. Uh Terry Bussey though. That's that's crazy. That photo just pops. So Terry, if you're watching this, this should be you. Now are you gonna get Uno? I don't know if you're gonna get Uno, but it is open. Uno is for sale. Okay. Uno is for sale. Even though um, I don't think it should be given to unproven players, if I'm being fair. Okay. Let's see here. So what happened to Bob Diaco and John Jancic? I have no clue, Chance. I, I really, really, really don't know. Um, because John Jancic was the special teams coach last year. Or was he? Was it Bob Diaco? Was he the special teams coach? I know it was a collaborative effort, and things did change after um, what happened last year with the sickness on the staff. Um, so, yeah, I honestly don't know. I don't know. I did find it interesting that it took a while to get the official announcements out uh, for the new coaching staff. I still think LSU is trying to figure out everything when it comes to the staff, right? Um, 
you know, you still got to go get a tight ends coach. That's obviously a very key role in this LSU offense. I could see them go get someone as a tight ends coach with some play calling experience, right? Um, you know, this offensive staff last uh, last night I shared when I really felt about Mike Dembrock. I loved him. I really, really, really did. You know, my my only critique of him isn't really a critique of him. It's more so just the situation at LSU got in towards the end of last season. They were so good that it really didn't matter who um it really didn't matter who the um crap, I lost my thought. I really just went on by oh no no no. It really didn't matter what the play call was because Jaden was just making so many crazy plays that you honestly just could have called anything and it probably would have worked. But the play calls are still really good, especially earlier in the season. There was some very creative stuff being done. Now, um, and this was this was how I understood it as well. And this is how it says on the LSU official website. Diaco was the special teams coach and Jancic was a defensive line coach. So last year, Jancic was hired as the special teams coach and the edge outside Jack linebacker coach. All right. So when Jimmy Lindsay got sick, Jancic went to defensive line and Diaco became a linebackers coach and Bob kind of took over some of the special teams roles. All right. So a lot changed last year with the staff. Um, so obviously Nikki would, would know this and look, I know the entire special teams room was a collaborative effort, but it's going to be interesting to see what the special team situation will look like from a coaching perspective next season. Okay. Good to see you. What's up, Chef Leandria? So, Carter, it's been a minute. Good to see you. Shout out to you. Tien, uh, Tien Tigre, Carter, your energy is admirable. Well, Tigre, you're admirable. Thank you so much. Okay, Gorilla. You got uh, – I'm, I'm not going to answer this one. And Mason Taylor is very, very, very good. Now, the truth is, if Joy Taylor is watching this, of course I would take Mason Taylor. And we met Joy last year. I'd say last year, a few years ago at the SEC Championship game. If Jason Taylor was watching this, of course Mason Taylor over Brock Bowers. But Brock Bowers is the best college tight end of all time. And he is the best college NFL tight end prospect I've seen. Okay. Um, so that's not close, and that's very unfair to Mason. Now, we can have a Mason Taylor versus Oscar Delp conversation, and that's that's probably a little bit fair to both parties. But, like, Brock Bowers is on, like, a Burrow-level all-time great player for his position, okay? He really was him, all right? And there's really no arguments to the contrary. He was that freaking good. And... Yes, I would draft him in the top 10. I understand, like, you shouldn't draft tight ends first round. But 
you know, like I, I, I would obviously draft Marvin Harrison over him. I would obviously draft Malik Neighbors over him. But I just don't know if I'm drafting any other skill guy that's not a quarterback over Brock Bowers. He's he's that freaking good. Okay. He's that freaking good. Okay. But he doesn't play for LSU. So I'm team Mason Taylor all day, every day. And I think I gave out my last Mason Taylor card recently, so I got to buy more. And I do actually have some Brock Bowers cards over here. I got a, quite a few of them. Got a pretty good deal on them. Oh, yeah, there's one of them. I like old Brock Bowers. Who wears number zero next season? That's also up for grabs as well. Uh, I actually have uh, someone who I think is going to wear zero, and that's Xavier Thomas. I think that's where he's going to go. Tony G. Oh, yeah, Tony G has something to say about that. Tony G was him in the league, too. Brock Bowers to the Saints. That would be a lot of fun. But yeah, um, he is the best college shine I've ever watched. Me personally. Now, you know, the, 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 there's a lot of people you 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 can say uh, deserves that crown a lot. Um, but Bowers is that for me. Ernest, I don't know. I don't know who you're referencing. Wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> no need to start talking about him again. Dane says, bring him back. Welcome back, Dane, to the channel. I appreciate all your support over the past couple of months, man. Dane, you've been rocking with me for a while now. Okay. Xavier Debo Atkins will be at the PHL get-together here in a few weeks, as will Gabriel Relford. Okay. We say hi to Mitchell Keaton. Good to see you. All right. Johnny Five, what's up? Okay. Don't forget if you want to get your question in. Feel free to super chat. Venmo Cash App at Card of the Power. Always preferred. Oh, yeah. What are we giving away tonight? Let's see. If we get to a hundo tonight, we are about 80 away. That's okay. Nick, you're not old. You are not old. You've aged more gracefully than me. Man, I... Um, I got too much gray hair to, to, to be this young. I've been gray. I, I had gray hair when I was in college. That shows you how poorly I've aged. Let's see, what do I want to give away tonight? Let's give, um, I'm going to give out two. These have been very popular. All right. 
So if we get to a hundo or the first $50 super chat, we'll give this out. Okay. And we'll also give this one out. Okay. First $50 super chat, you'll get both of these. Okay. Jaden Daniels and a Joe Burrow print. Okay. I think we're going to get there tonight. Actually, I don't think. I know. Player X, thank you so much. Carter, can you talk a little bit about roster management? Seems like we have way too many kids, yet missing a few in key positions. How do you believe BK will address this? Okay. Uh, Blake Baker will not be there on the 17th. I would love for him, though, to be there. Uh, or uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll invite Rafino to come if he wants to come. He can come. I will also say though, Bozier is a trip from South Louisiana, but I'll be there all day. So, you know, I I highly recommend you come. All right, for those that have been to the Bozier get together, um, it's 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 a pretty big like showing. I mean, Patrick freaking Queen was at the last one. Michaela Williams was at the last one. Can't really beat that. All right, but really the best thing outside of superstar athletes being there is a fellowship. And I give out a bunch of my stuff. I'll be giving out a ton of my collection. Okay. Carter, can you talk a little about our roster management? All right. Let me first say this from a macro standpoint. I think Brian Kelly is not done with the, the the staff, okay? And what do I mean by that? I I think he's going to hire some more people. I, I do think so. Um, this is what I would do if I was him. I would hire someone whose main job is to just roster manage, okay? So Austin Thomas used to do this for LSU. He's been a GM and he's bounced around a lot. And I don't think he's currently employed right now. Um, you know, he, he was fired by Brian Kelly when he, when he came in. All right. But that was his job. He was a general manager. Now there are a lot of people who do this now in college football. Okay. I can't say this enough. If you miss yesterday, when we are done here, Go listen to Day Bar 2. Day Bar 2 is the sharpest mind in college football. Okay? Obviously, he's a friend of mine, so I'm very biased, but he is. You can listen for yourself. I will never undersell you on any guests that we have. We've never had a bad guest on PHL. Um, roster manager is going to be so tough. Okay? Now, why is that the case? Well, the way you recruit a kid is just different now. It's just a completely different thing to the point where recruiting, how you think of recruiting is going to change. You got to outbid people. That's it's, it's part of it. You, you, you just do. But for the guys you can't outbid, you're going to need to really still build those relationships. You can't really lose that aspect of it either. Okay. So as far as roster management is concerned, I think processing will become a more prevalent thing, all right? One of the 
best things that Deion Sanders did last season was being really forthright about processing. All right. He just called it cutting and that's what it is. Okay. Um, getting kids out that aren't providing any value to the program. And that's a very blunt way of putting it, but that's just, that's just, just how he described it. It's hard. College football is a really hard thing. Now, there are some of you that think scholarship counts won't matter anymore because, well, it's just a scholarship. You can pay a kid 100K and just say, hey, you're technically a walk-on. Maybe there will be some of that in the near future. I don't know. Maybe scholarships aren't a thing anymore uh, recent, uh, in, in the near future, at least in football. TJ, thank you so much. TJ is our winner tonight of the Joe Burrow, Jaden Daniels photos. Thank you so much. And TJ, if you can't shoot me an email, powerhourlsu at gmail.com, I'll get these out to you tomorrow. Joe Burrow and Jaden Daniels. Congrats, TJ. Um, you know, I I I really want this to 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 be to be known though. I hate that. I really do. Okay. I really, really, really do hate processing. But you got to understand now that that's a thing, okay? Um, we are pushing up against it, okay? You know, Wilson Alexander tweeted out that he counted 88 scholarship guys on LSU's roster. The reason why I won't say 88, because number one, there's not an official ledger of who has scholarships and who doesn't available for the public. Maybe he has it. I don't know, but it's also fluctuating. There are some LSU players still deciding what they're going to do with their futures. Okay. Um, you know, Mason Lunsford has retired from the game of football. That opens up a scholarship. Gregory Clayton goes to the NFL. That opens up a scholarship. Um, but the numbers are getting tight. They're, they're getting really, really, really tight. And this next transfer portal window in the spring is going to be very fascinating, um, especially considering we're going to need some new players in our room. Okay. Now, Jalil Muhammad was a name brought up by chance recently. And I went and looked at the film, okay, of Jalil Muhammad, and he is an explosive. Three tech, all right? I think he is a pure three technique, all right? He's not a two-gapper, space-eater DT, but he can make plays, all right? I think he's someone that could play in a Blake Baker defense, especially if we're going to play more traditional four-down alignment, okay? But that's not enough. It's just not enough. If that's where Bo Davis is going to, you know, spend most of his time uh, re recruiting, we got to get more guys. So if we're going to get more guys, we got to open up more space. Okay. Oh, Austin Thomas is at Ole Miss. Very interesting. Maybe he's a big reason why they're getting all these portal guys. Um, 
I will also say this. Amarion Walker to Ole Miss. We touched on that recently. I would have loved him at LSU. But we got to start getting some proven guys at DB, and he's not quite proven. Um, BS Player X, there's going to be some players. Uh, he, I mean, obviously, Brian Kelly's already done a, a good bit of quote-unquote exit interviews. But we'll see how the spring session goes, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, you know, obviously, we've talked a lot about C.J. Daniels, and we've already um, – we, we've already at the same time, of course, um, done a film study on CJ on 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 him. I'm really excited about him. I think he's a good player. Um, you know, not a gazillion percent certain he can be the alpha of an SEC offense, but he's very good. I I I really do think he's very good. Now, one more thing I want to include. Uh, before we get back into a few more, um, uh, <laughs> uh, before we get into a few more topics, I had um, a, a, a dream recently. Okay, and it was a nasty dream. That J.J. McCarthy was drafted before Jaden Daniels. Now, one thing I want to include about Jaden Daniels' draft stock, all right? Because I think a lot of you are going to be very interested. You know, I know a lot of you became Bengals fans when Joe Burrow went to the to the Bengals. I think the same thing will happen to Jaden Daniels, probably to a lesser extent, but still. But especially if you know, Jamar Chase joins you know, Jamar Chase joined Joe Burrow and put the Bengals on LSU steroids, basically. And if Jaden Daniels were to go to the Vikings or something like that, that would obviously pair him up with Justin Jefferson. And that would be a really good fit for him as well in a relatively weak division. So there you go. I want to say one thing about the NFL draft. Okay. The quarterback order in the NFL draft is a lot more volatile than we would like to think. I am not a gazillion percent certain that Caleb Williams is going to be drafted number one. I'm also not a gazillion percent certain that Drake uh, May is not going to be drafted number two. Or if May goes one, Williams goes two. I'm also not certain that Jaden Daniels doesn't go number one himself. I'm also not certain if Bo Nix gets drafted before Jaden Daniels. I could see a world where that happens. I can also see a world where J.J. McCarthy gets selected over Jaden Daniels, especially if the Raiders were to um, take John Harbaugh, say John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh over Antonio Pierce, or if Antonio Pierce is a head coach, I think that's where Jaden Daniels will likely go. All right. I just want you to be prepared for that 
because there are a lot of different wild scenarios that can happen with the NFL draft. Okay. Uh, Mike says, JD5 may be drafted before Drake May. Here's another point by Jeff. Jaden Daniels going to the Falcons with Bill Belichick. Okay. I do mostly agree with this from Danny Girl. The later Daniels goes in the first round, the better the team is that takes him. Keep that in mind. I do think the Giants would be a pretty good fit for Jaden Daniels um, because of Brian Dable. Um, I don't think the Giants would be a good fit for Jaden Daniels because I prefer him go to uh, a dome city. Okay. Um, you know, Jaden's not really playing in a whole lot of cold weather. I don't think that's really going to affect him. But then again, I also see a world where all NFL stadiums are domes in the next decade. Okay. Whoa, man. Whoa. 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 What kind of string do you think this is? Huh? 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 Uh, Michael Penix, I think, will go after all these names that I mentioned. Um. Not in love with Penix as a pro prospect. But then again, I was also Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud last year. I've missed on some of these pro quarterbacks. I've gotten a lot right, though, as well. Okay. What kind of stream do you think this is? What kind of stream do you think this is? Glad Vane could take a joke. That's good. Mm. I said, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I might. I'm, off season, it gets tough, man. I might have to start an OnlyFans. Sam Bowie was drafted before Jordan, and Akeem Olajuwon drafted before Jordan. Yeah, but Akeem was good. Oh, God. If Cliff Kingsbury is the OC for the Bears, I would pray to the high heavens that Jaden Daniels does not go to that, that team. That would be a disastrous offensive coordinator hire. Call me a hater all you want. That would be a freaking disaster and a half. Now, here's what you're going to do. In the next 10 to 15 minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you super chat, we'll keep this party moving. Okay? Now, first thing, I do want to shout out someone that's been supporting us all year long. HL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go.
Oh, dang. We'll go all night. I don't care. Big shout out to Louisiana Controls. Uh, you know, the next thing I want, I, I want to discuss is uh, the 2025 recruiting class. Um, it's still very early. I did see a tweet from Keelan Moses earlier today. He said 2026 LSU will be better than 2019 LSU. And I'm like, dude, I freaking love the bold attitude. I really, really, really do. Okay. You know, I I think I I really do think we 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 could be on the precipice of something really special with the 2025 class. Um you know, with having three top 15 guys already committed for the crop, you could see this national um uh you could see this national recruiting effort get even bigger. Okay. Um I'm I'm really pumped up about that. Um one thing when I look at this 2024 group, I was very excited to see how hard we hit the offensive line. Um, I do think a guy like Ethan Calloway becomes a little bit more interesting with Lance Hurd out the door. Who becomes that number one offensive tackle off the bench? Is it Tyree Adams? Is it, um, is it DJ Chester? Okay, even though he's going to play center, he played mostly offensive tackle in high school, but I do think he'll be your starting center next season. Could it be Ethan Calloway? Could it be Cohen Eccles? Could it be Weston Davis? So, really fired up about that. All right. Then we get here to Bo Bordelon. All right. That's a guy who I spent a lot of time on recently. And ironically, Bo Bordelon's mom was the center of the college football world yesterday because it was the what? Four year anniversary of her doing the get the gat dance with uh, Jay Jettis at the White House. So it was. um, I'm really excited about Bo Bordelon. He's a guy who loves LSU. He's a guy who's put in a lot of work. He's a guy that sprung Trey Holly on his touchdown run earlier this year. So it's 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 wild. It's wild. Okay. Now, this is a question that I that I've gotten quite a bit. All right. And TJ, I did get your email. Carter, have we figured out why LSU did not put out an official news release last night regarding Corey Raymond? Okay. The truth is, it's because Brian Kelly says, I want LD88 to wait. I'm just kidding. All right. So... The hard thing about like this this coaching cycle stuff is you want to make sure that everything is correct. All right. Because 
when you tweet something out from an official account, that's about as official it, as it gets outside of a press conference or the actual contract being signed. Okay. So part of it is everything needing to be finalized. All right. I think as college football fans, the contracts that are signed are a lot more complex than one would think it would be, right? There's all kind of clauses, buyouts, your actual final number, incentives. There's so many things that go into these contracts. You know, it's it's also a thing where, you know, there's only a finite amount of slots, right? Your normal company has an infinite amount of slots that they could fill anywhere, okay? You know, Apple can have five different CEOs if they wanted to. College football is not like that. You know, there's 10 on-field coaches you you can have, okay? Um, so, you know, you got to make sure all your ducks are in a row with that, all right? And then, of course, you're doing your background searches. There is a lot that goes into it, okay? Can't wait for get the GAT 2.0. Huh? 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 Uh, hmm. I had a joke for this, but I'm going to leave this one in the chamber. We move on. Race makes an interesting observation. Brian Kelly sure is hiring a lot of those people. Okay. Pump the brakes. So, is uh, Corey Raymond uh, an Ed Orgeron guy? No. Corey Raymond was hired by Les Miles. Is Blake Baker an Ed Orgeron guy? Yeah. But once again, Blake Baker is not a retread hire. All right. He coached linebackers at LSU. Now he's a DC. Jake Olson, is he an Orgeron guy? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot is 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 a bit of a stretch, if you ask me. Okay. Ah. In the chamber, exactly. <laughs> Let the extra coaches walk on and offer them an NIL. Yeah, the issue with that is that you're only allowed a certain amount of like headsets. Ultra, good to have you back. Who do I think the top 2024 receivers will nuts uh, with nuts will be? I'm gonna go Kyron Lacey. I think he'll be the guy. 
Okay. Brambo, good to see you. You wanted Chevis Jackson. Okay. Zane, who says I can't do both? I'm kidding. We started a little bit earlier tonight. Uh, I might make 6 p.m. permanent, though. It is a little bit earlier. Okay. Daniel says Lacey and Sampson. There you go. All right, let's take a few more here. Okay. Why would you pray for Lacey? Okay. That's true. Mike Chevis did did drop some picks, but you know he's a DB, so. There you go. I pray Lacey is not our number one. I want Shelton to emerge alongside him. Go. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let me say this. Let me say this about Kyron Lacey, and and you guys know I've, I've I've completely changed my tune on him because of all the good value brings as a blocker, uh, a locker room asset. You know the Malik stuff was great towards the end of the season. Um, you know, look, I saw enough from Kyron Lacey to say that he could be a one point five option. All right. Sometimes you don't have a true alpha, right? Like a true bonafide NFL draft pick alpha. Okay. But a 1.5 can get you there. Now, the concern with that is it's been a very, very long time since LSU's not had a bonafide NFL draft level alpha wide receiver. Um, but just because Kyron's dropped a lot doesn't mean he can't take the next step, okay? And maybe we're overrating drops as an asset, all right, or as a, a liability, all right? If the drops were so critical, and they are in close games, I'm, I'm not devaluing the drops, but if they were so unfreaking believably critical, it would have benched him until the end of eternity because of the big drops versus Texas A&M and the big drops versus Florida State. But I actually looked this up um, a little bit earlier. I said I looked this up, but it was tweeted out. The two wide receivers in the National Football League that led the NFL in drops last season, okay, you would think it would be Kadarius Toney or, or someone that's just not good. But the two wide receivers in the NFL that led the league in drops were the two best wide receivers in the NFL this season, Puka Nakua and Tyree Kill. Now, 
Those aren't who I think the two best receivers are, but just based on production, to me, they were the two best. Okay. Now we can have a debate about Devontae Adams and uh CeeDee Lamb. No, CeeDee Lamb's probably better than than one of those guys. But point being is even the best receivers drop a good bit. Okay. Uh so maybe maybe drops are a little overvalued when we talk about an individual player. Okay. And Kyron just did enough this year as a route runner and as a playmaker that made me go, okay, this is a guy I could see playing on Sundays. This is a guy who's an elite athlete. This is a guy who breaks tackles. This is a guy who blocks well down the field. This is a guy who's a good teammate. Okay. You know, I do look at these little things and I, I get asked all the time, hey, Carter, d- does the off the field stuff matter? To me, it kind of does, right? So, like this last offseason, a lot of interviews, you would see Jaden mention Kyron Lacey. You would see at events, Kyron out with Jaden, Kyron around Malik. People like being around him, okay? So, also, we tend, uh, you know, with the wide receiver in particular, we tend to remember the negative over the positive. We don't remember, you know, the Auburn running catch as much as we remember uh, Florida State drop or Texas A&M drop. Drop on a third down conversion, no bueno. And that's true. But drops on second down are also big. Okay. You know, Mason Taylor is one of the best, best players on the team next season. Have one of the biggest drops. You'll see versus Alabama this year. Um, So maybe drops are a little overvalued. Okay. Okay. Uh, someone said Landon Ibietta is in the portal. That is not confirmed. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think that that's true. I think he's still on the roster. He might be though. I don't know. And that's true. It's because they do get a lot of targets and they do have to make a lot of difficult catches. But my point is, is you could still be a good receiver and still drop. All right. And I tend to think drops do correct themselves. I do. Um, and now, especially that Kyron sees that he's got the most golden opportunity you can ask for. Um I think he's going to work even harder to fix his drops. CeeDee Lamb born in OP. 
I'm telling you, people sleep on Appaloosas. Dang, Danny. What? You can't be calling people's mamas fine on here. Come on now. What if she was watching? She'd be like, hey. Can't be doing that. All right, we'll take a few more here and then we'll skedaddle. I got to go ready to watch Angel Reese tonight. Michaela Williams bounce back tonight. Haley Van Lith. I don't have any of my angel autographs out, but I do have Anissa Mora. This is my favorite card I bought over the past few months. I might give this one out during the March Madness run. Moro's a beast, so y'all. I have no Flage stuff, though. I'm going to work on that. Devry. You deserve it. Okay. Ellie Mom's a Lane and Ibietta fan. You're from Mandeville? He's just been so hurt. That's true. Drop percentages is, is, is a better way of, of, of doing it. What's up, Chase? Chase always looking dapper, man. Thanks for all your support, man. Let's see. I think I've touched on everything that I wanted to get to tonight. It's been a good day. Mike Tomlin back. Daniel, what's up? All right, let's go. Two things wish we could. I guess you, I, I think you meant to say have. I wish you could have the backfield like the Detroit Lions. Oh, okay. Let me let me let me reread this. Okay. Using it back for a full series and switching the next series. Okay, you wish we had that. Well, we will next season. You know, you could have the Caden Durham, Caleb Jackson, Trey Holly rotation going on. All right, let's go to the next thing. 
Also, did you see Ness in the bowl only locking in on option one and not looking two, three? Man, I, I that's not what I saw. Um, not not in the least bit, honestly. You know, you and by the way, for what Daniel gave in the super chat, you could sign up for the PHL Patreon. It goes a long way. PHL Patreon, patreon.com slash LSU football. Okay. Um, when you sign up, you get my extra breakdowns on this very topic. I go and, and um, I go into deeper detail with some all 22 clips. It is crazy. Like the, the Garrett Nussmeyer throw to Malik Neighbors for the Malik record was crazy how difficult that was. The Kyron Lacey throw down the sideline um, was unreal to get the drive going, the game-winning drive. So, yeah, of course, there there are times when inexperienced quarterbacks, and Garrett Nussmeyer is fairly inexperienced, you'll lock on too much, right? He could have gotten off this receiver, that receiver, or whatever. I thought the bowl game was really well, uh, well really good. I really, really, really do think so, especially considering he struggled to start things off. Now, what I would also tell you, Daniel, is Dave Bartu, our guest yesterday, hates bowl game data. He says you you shouldn't use that at all, and I disagree with him. I really do. I think I think bowl game data is very important, um, especially now that we saw a lot of teams use a bowl game to give their young quarterbacks reps for the next season. You know, on the SEC channel, I did a 30-minute breakdown on Jackson Arnold, um, the heavily coveted Oklahoma quarterback that we'll be going up against next season. Um, and I think the mistakes he made in the bowl game are really going to help him out for the next year, okay? Um, same thing with Garrett Nussbrand. The mistakes he made in the bowl game are really going to help him out going into next year. Getting any type of game rep, especially at the quarterback position, is a, a very good thing. So, you know, I, I'm i really excited uh, about Garrett Nussmeyer's future at LSU, and I think the bowl game was a massive step forward for him. But I guess I do need to rewatch if he did too much option one stare downs. Okay. Oh, Ibiet was a was a Shalmation? Okay. But yes, Daniel, the Detroit Lions offense is one of my funnest offenses. One thing though that I would point out, all right, if you want to trend in the NFL, um that's right, the, the memes in the Discord are, are the absolute best. Huh? 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 If if you want to to really see something, okay. Um, go to the Discord, patreon.com slash LSU football. All right. But I guess I'll go back during the women's game uh, in between timeouts and rewatch the entire game. All right. Let's go to name loading. Welcome to the channel. One of our youngest viewers here. So what's special about this particular safety coach? Would we have benefited better from pulling from Bama's coaching poll? So who from Alabama would you have hired? Because their DB coach went to Georgia. Um, 
I did see Zach Mettenberger let go by Alabama this week, so that sucks. No, Daniel, I appreciate you, man. And I highly recommend everyone join the Patreon. Now, um, I like the safety coach hire because he's coming in with Blake Baker. And I think it's nice for Baker to have more than just one coach, especially since Baker um, does have a safeties background. So, you know, this new coach, Olsen, is going to know what Blake Baker wants out of the room. Okay. Now, one thing I would do, it's not for Underdog Fantasy. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code Carter. Please go sign up. Okay. Every time you put in the promo code Carter, you get a deposit match bonus up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy. And I have been very successful on Underdog Fantasy. I'm not that good at fantasy football. One trend I've seen in the NFL. Okay. And I would be very concerned about this if I were the Detroit Lions because this happened to the Dallas Cowboys last week. I have seen coordinators do really bad in playoff games the weeks that they high or the weeks that they get interviewed for big jobs. Okay. So last year in the playoffs, the Eagles brain trust, the OC and DC. Well, they were getting hired and interviewed for other jobs, and they didn't look too good in the Super Bowl. Now, the, the Eagles' offense was fine, but there were some rough moments for them mixed in there as well. And the Eagles' defense was just terrible. Okay. Dan Quinn, terrible. He's getting rumored for other jobs. So, Ben Johnson for the Lions is getting interviewed by a lot of people this week. He's probably the hottest name in all of head coaching. Um, I, I, I think the Lions offense is going to struggle. I, I, this is very anecdotal. I've not done a deep dive on this, but man, there is a piece of me that really thinks the Buccaneers have a shot, uh, this weekend, even though this is a crazy stat. I saw underdogs who win in the wild card round are one in 17 straight up. The following week in the divisional round. That's crazy. And the Buccaneers, of course, were an underdog to the Eagles. So go to Underdog Fantasy. Maybe you should go take Amon Ross St. Brown's under or lower. Um, and you can win some money. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. It's good to have you back, Daniel. We need you here more often, man. I think AP was the one who, uh, Pointed this out. Okay. Todd followed up as well. AP, my guy. Good to see you. I still got my LSU baseball card somewhere around here that you sent me. You should never get a ninth year of eligibility in football. That There's got to be a dude. The COVID year might be one of the worst things that's happened in college football. Okay. Now, we have benefited from the COVID year. Obviously, with Jaden Daniels this past season. But, hell, when you get nine years of eligibility, that's crazy to me. That's absolutely crazy. Mm. 
That is crazy. Nine years. Nine years. All right. Well, y'all. Uh, or is Texas going to get them all? I don't know. That's a good question. Watch, watch Caleb Downs go to LSU. Now, if you want to see me go freaking nuts, that would fix our secondary. If someone of that caliber were to commit to LSU, Caleb Downs would start immediately. Okay. Let me ask you this. If you had the choice would you take Michael Penix over Bo Nix? If you had to choose between the two of them. God, this NFL quarterback draft class discourse is going to be crazy. I felt like last year um, the discourse was fine between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I don't think it got toxic. The Anthony Richardson discourse got toxic, and Anthony Richardson looks uh, looks to be really good. Okay, um, but man, this QB class it's going to be crazy. I hope. Jaden Daniels goes to an NFC team, though. Look at the quarterbacks in the AFC round. I would take all four of those guys over any one of the NFC guys. Okay? You would take Penix? I'm taking Bo Nix over Michael Penix. I, I, I honestly think the Bo Nix discourse about throwing so many screen passes is a little little overvalued. I do. I There's a piece of me that thinks Bo Nix can really, really play. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question, Dante. Uh, yes, he would. But Jared, what if that's with the Saints? I hope he's that good. Um, 
One thing to point out, though, is Jaden is friends, like good friends with CJ and Bryce. That is true, Danny Girl. I mean, that Auburn game. Oh. That game kicked off at 8 p.m., so we're getting dealt the business by Bo Nix. Actually, Bo Nix had two career games versus us. His two best college games before Oregon were both against us. Ah! But 2019, we dominated him. If JD is there when the Saints picks, something went wrong. Now, I mean, I I just think I think Bo Nix can 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 jump Jaden. I I really do think so. Um, I'm not saying that I would do that. I would never do that. But I could see some NFL teams falling in love with this guy. I I I really do think so. And there is a piece of me that thinks Bo Nix can can play in the NFL. Um. At this point, I like Caleb, don't love him. I like Drake May, don't love him. I really do love Jaden at the next level. I do. Okay. What's old news? Jaden Daniels? I don't, I don't think Jaden Daniels is old news. He's very much in the news. Hell, he's, his face is on my shirt right now. Uh, seven years. That's crazy. Nine. Marcus, welcome. Offshore, let's go. And now that's some real work. All right, y'all. Let's go, Tigers. I'm getting ready to watch Angel Reese go for a thousand points. So I'll be chatting in the Discord throughout the women's game tonight. Sherry Berry and and all the women's basketball experts here on PHO will be in there. So um we will see you in there. Okay. It is power. Power. LSU. Welcome to the channel, uh, Denzel Washington. Good to see you. That's an interesting name, Denzel. And tonight, uh, Kevin says Penix over Knicks. That's crazy. Tonight, we are doing Oh Gumbo, night three. Let's go. Let's freaking go. Oh, no, 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 no. Top Super Chatters, Player X, Daniel, Jared, Jack, I appreciate all your generosity. And the winner tonight of the Jaden Daniels and Joe Burrow photos, okay, was TJ. I did that wrong. I still did that wrong. TJ, there you go. We'll see you soon. Let's go.